The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Whether you're a warrior of the Legiones Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or just a mere mortal in a universe of madness, you'll find a place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer Horus Heresy 30k podcast. My name is Jesse, and I'm here today with Austin and Steven. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing I, good. I found a model whose hand has been put on backwards, and I'm upset about it. It's only a rat. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Doing a little scavening. This is a 30k podcast, not yes. an Age of Sigmar podcast. Uh, you know that I have to take apart these rats to build my militia for 30k, so... <laughs> They are a 30K project. You want the bases or not? Yes. <laughs> so uh, this week, we really don't have anything planned, but uh, there hasn't been too much heresy news on the Warhammer community site or anything really going on right now. Except for Apocalypse. But that's not heresy. But yeah, you're right. Apocalypse is coming out. And uh, Austin, what do you think of it? I heard a lot about it. Uh, seems to stem from... Epic rules. So uh, I'm not going to lie. This whole week I've been out for training and have not really been able to keep up with everything that Warhammer community has been putting out about it. But I have read mm-hmm. a few things. Um, and it's not Epic, the the latest version of Epic. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one that I've been proselytizing to all of you guys for years. Sure. And getting our listeners. It's not the NetEA Epic. However, uh, it does bear some similarities to earlier versions of Epic. Um, and you know, it, because of that, it kind of re- relates to modern epic, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, seems really cool for those of you that don't know what's going on with it. Uh, <coughs> sorry. Uh, it's divided into phases. The most interesting thing is that there's a specific damage phase. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's alternating activations as well. Yeah. yeah. So what'll happen is. Uh, you'll you'll issue orders, much like uh, Titanicus or the old Epic. A lot of specialist games with a lot of orders. Yeah, a lot of the specialist games have orders, Battlefleet Gothic. Sure. Uh, then you'll have alternating activations, and it looks like you're buying units, not in squad size, but in detachments. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you that don't play 7th or 8th edition, or 8th edition 40K is what we're yeah, on Yeah, currently 8th. Yeah, so for those of you that didn't play 8th and didn't play 7th 40K, a detachment is essentially, you know, two troops in HQ or three heavy supports and a character, you know, some semi-fluffy gathering of units. It's like a combined arms attachment in one unit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they'll so they'll all activate and move and shoot at the same time, mm-hmm. but instead of killing people, you apply blast markers to the unit. Mm-hmm. And then in the damage phase, the unit will roll saves. Right. And they've put... A lot of stats on a D12. I saw like, those D12s out there. Yeah. So like the Primaris, which is the only stats I've, stat line I've seen, a squad of five has like two wounds and only one shot. Um, and then has a save of six up, mm-hmm. which I'm assuming means the save is going to be on that D12. You can um, only hope. But yeah. No, yeah. And that, that gives a yeah. lot more spread from like your Warlord Titan sure. to your Orc Boy or Guard Conscript. 
Um, but it's an interesting trick because yeah. I have to say, okay, my unit's going to shoot at yours. I know yours has like five wounds and a six up save on a D12. So 50, 50 chance. And, uh, I've put 10 wounds, blast markers on it. So theoretically, statistically you're dead, <laughs> but we all know that that's not how dice roll. Sure. Because sometimes the gods hate you. So like, do I now want to shoot this other thing at those guys and make them have 20 wounds and be super dead? Or do I run the risk? So there's going to be some excellent mind games going on. And from like a long time mega, mega battle player standpoint, it's cool that no matter what happens, your unit will get to do a thing once. At least once. At least. Yeah. 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 It's better than those Titans not just dying before you even yeah, get like a shot. Yeah, like the guys yeah. who's like, oh yeah, your Reaver Titan, like the one thing you brought to this battle, it's dead turn one, you didn't get to fire. Go <laughs> Thanks go for drink. playing. Thanks no for playing. Yeah. Thanks for playing. <laughs> go pound some um, sand. And they have, I was reading that they're going to have a bunch of stat, stat cards and stats out for units right at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's effectively its own new game system. Yeah, yeah. So, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see how it ports over to uh, 30K because mm-hmm. at least... If we're talking epic, like in in epic, the difference between like Cataphracty and Tartaros and regular Terminators is basically zero because they're all like the difference at that scale just doesn't matter. Right. A volcano right. cannon doesn't care what your involves. <laughs> yeah. Is like when you get like your your Space them. Marine squad, like it has a missile launcher because that's the average of all the possible weapons they could bear. So it'll be interesting to see. How that plays out, whether every squad, because like they have intercessors is the only thing they've put out. They don't have any variant options. So it'll be interesting to see like a Space Marine squad. Do they get to take a plasma weapon or a LAS rifle or a LAS cannon rather? <laughs> One or, LAS rifle, please. Or do they all have the same stats across the board? Yeah. Um, I do like the, uh, they have basically two attacks one for either against personnel or one against armor yeah and that's an old school epic thing uh, which was fun although in epic it didn't matter if you could actually do damage to the other unit or not just shooting them will put a blast marker on them mm, okay um, but blast markers don't work the same the same yeah. as they do in this version okay um but yeah i i actually am, am really looking forward to it uh, not so much to play 40k with but if the rules are good enough yeah, I'm always interested in another way to mega battle uh, 30k games. Sure, because like when we did Ariana Forge, mm-hmm. like I I don't like the eighth edition rules for standard games, but mm-hmm. for a big old Titan fight, they work real good. They were a lot of fun. So we'll definitely give this Apocalypse at least one chance. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like that's been fun. No one can make me play Apocalypse. Change is bad. Thank you, Stephen. That's Stephen, everybody. Yeah, Steven, the uh, chaos player, saying change is bad. You heard it here first. <laughs> Look. Oh so, oh, so now that he's going to be a party pooper, Austin, would you like to give the news? Oh, yes. Um, Steven, it is my great joy to inform you that Whataburger has been sold to a Chicago company. I saw. I saw. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for some tears on this podcast. Nope. Yeah, nope. I, I knew exactly. He cried in the coming. car when he picked up his rats. I... <laughs> I knew exactly what was coming. You're not getting an emotional reaction out of me, you bullies. Well, here's to Whataburger. I've actually never eaten a Whataburger, and I feel that's a shame. It is. And it's not I bad. guess I'll never know what uh, non-Chicago-owned no, no, Whataburger is going to taste like. Put your glass back exactly where it was, because I was getting a reflection 
through it and your mouth was just obscenely <laughs> tiny. <laughs> I'm going to miss you, Whataburger. Mm. But lots of things uh, from Chicago are much well-loved in Texas. Yeah, like what? Muddy Waters, mm-hmm. uh, the entire Chicago blues scene. Just, yeah. Mostly the, so those mostly two things. Blues. Yeah. Um, Texas isn't really big on Obama, so yeah. So if you can wrap up uh, Muddy Waters and the blues scene into a Whataburger themed restaurant, that actually might uh, do well in Texas. Look, Dan Aykroyd already tried that with the House of Blues, <laughs> and uh, I was just about to mention that. it should be burned to the ground. <laughs> the Blues Brothers are a cultural treasure. Yes, but the House of Blues is not. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. It's true. I mean. The Blues Brothers used up all their goodwill with the Blues Brothers 2000. We don't speak of that. <laughs> edit, yet, edit that out, Jesse. Edit it out. <laughs> is that what I think should I can, not be and yeah. yet is? Hmm. So there we get oh. the full warp coming back out in Stephen. He's come full circle. So I would like to plug. If yeah. you got a second. Sure. I mean, it's usually at the end of yeah, the show. Plugs but, come at well, the end. Pl- but, plug is the wrong word, but super it's free old yeah. fluff. Okay. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Um, so I... I as anybody who, you know, our five people that listen to this podcast every time will know I am a whore for like old GW fluff and games and all that sort of stuff. And I finally got my hands on a copy of uh, Eye of Terror, which is the f- third or fourth book Black Library ever put out. Um, and it's got some craziness in it, like the modern day Dark Angel um Actually, no, he wasn't modern day. He turned out to be from the heresy after all. But um, there's just a whole bunch of crazy stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, heresy, you're a dark angel's worshipping the emperor, all of them. Uh, so it's not <laughs> quite mm, yeah. canon. Um, but it's got some, frankly, like amazing descriptions of like how the warp works. And one of the main characters is the navigator. And like you see, you're like in his head as he navigates the warp. Oh, okay. Multiple times, which is crazy. Like, huh. um, turns out the standard, like, version of the way we see navigators navigating the warp is just like you know, an ocean of colors nobody's seen before and shapes that are indescribable and yeah. yada yada yada. That's not what all navigators see. Uh, like this one, sees the warp as a giant jungle, that sometimes has faces in it. Ooh. And he like his ship is kind of like hummingbird sized, like flitting through this ever changing jungle, which uh-huh. is really cool. Yeah. Like at one point he describes the warp as just an ocean of infinite faces. Oh wow. Which is real creepy. Sure. Who wrote this book? Oh God. <laughs> sorry gonna, to put you. How dare I'm you? I'm sorry. How dare the you? Author ask? is long dead in a British graveyard yeah. somewhere. <laughs> um Barrington J. Bailey. Boy, is that yeah. a that, uh, that's a British how, name, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, who knows how like canonical this is? Looking back on it by like thirty years. Oh God, no! It was only actually shit. Nineteen ninety nine. Oh, yeah. So oh, so not too uh, further away than I'd like nineteen ninety nine to be. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Aww. But it's got some fantastic stuff. It talks about like um, one of the kind of minor characters is a dark angel that was a traitor. Mm-hmm. 
and is like in the eye, and another one don't is you a say dark it. angel. <laughs> don't you say it, Stephen? Anyway, yeah, continue. Who yeah. ostensibly is loyal, sure, um, as all dark angels are, and it actually has some heresy era stuff in it. So really, the the loyal dark angel is from the heresy, and what happens is he's fighting on this moon uh, that the world eaters. It's it's not entirely clear. They either control or are like defending. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a moon in the middle of space, no solar system, no nothing. Uh, and it's an imper- it was an imperial like listening outpost and kind of warp buoy sort of thing. Uh, so the Dark Angels attack it to destroy everything and fire a little too aggressively <laughs> um, and blow up the moon, uh-huh. which wipes out everything, like, the, the battleship, the, f- the whole fleet, both sides, oh, wow. except for this one dark angel who is like ejected into space as part of all of this. As Rocket Man plays in the background. Yeah, and that that's literally <laughs> what happens. He like, set his Susan membrane goes <laughs> off, his suit powers down to zero, mm. and he just sort of floats away. And then 10,000 years later wakes up because he's hit this planet in the eye of terror. Um, and because it's the eye of terror, he wakes up within like walking distance of this other dark angels, like little chaos realm. Uh-huh. And the other dark angel goes up to him and it's like, Hey bro. Uh, it's been 200 years and the emperor is dead. <laughs> this is the way the world is now, man. Brave new universe. Damn. There are no rules, but also there's nothing but rules. Yeah, like this planet is a rose. It orbits a star that looks like a rose in a cluster of stars that looks like a rose. And uh, shit's weird. Beginning to think maybe you got a little thing for roses there, buddy. <laughs> yes. No, no, he's like renting from a uh, zinch demon who has a thing for roses, apparently. But- Come on, man, I need souls. My landlord's going to throw me out at the end of the month. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. They, they get attacked, they get attacked uh, like the whole cluster, by, K- by Cornate troops. Uh-huh. And that's like the thought that goes through his head. He's like, well, I'll fight these guys. They're kind of close to my like one petal of, pl- of the planet that I control. Hmm. And uh, it's like paying rent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's got a ton of great, great fluff and a lot of it because it is kind of of that era of like right before around when they started moving away from the rogue traders stuff mm-hmm. to like modern 40k mm-hmm. well pre- back when traders were still in chapters yeah like pre you know 8th edition shenanigan stuff but um when when would you say the lore got kind of solidified like honestly right around here um, Where are we at right now? Twenty nineteen, or no, you're talking no, about I'm sorry, it's a book. So like, gotcha, right, gotcha, like early two gotcha. thousands is probably when they finally did the like, we're gonna firmly move away from take the last 15, 12, 15 years of yeah, stuff and, and try to and not try to retcon it so much, but be like, yeah, those are like a lot of that's not true. Like it gets talked about, mm-hmm. but it's you know, kind of the myth. It's like myth. It's the myth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rogue Trader, you know, when it first Star came Wars out. Star Wars Legends. Yeah. Rip. Uh, no, not Star Wars Legends. <laughs> uh, Wedge Antilles forever. Um. Anyway. But yeah, it, it kind of makes, hey, all that Rogue Trader stuff, that's gonna be the myths of way, way back. 
and then this is 40k. And this that's is stuff Bo- you can. This is stuff you can look to. Yeah, this is stuff you can look back on with uh, you know nostalgic eyes and yeah. appreciate. But that's not how it is. And it, well, I mean, now though, you look at the Horus Heresy fluff, and there is a ton of things in it that harken back to that Rogue Trader era fluff. Uh, so now I'm going to have to go look at these uh, these Dark Angels characters now. And yeah, when do you they, remember when the Dark Angels book comes out? Did you catch the uh, name of the Dark Angel? Oh match? God, his name is starts with an A. Asriel. No, no, no. 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 Uh, <laughs> I keep thinking in my head, like when I just am glancing through it. No, it, okay. It's, Tra- you know, of course, it's not Abaddon, but it's like A and a B in there, and he, <laughs> the traitor Marine, is a captain. Okay. And the, the like loyalist that wakes up and is like, oh shit, um, is a sergeant. God, and there's not going to be like a review or anything. Well, veteran it. sergeant now. Well, no doubt. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, while so you look a, for that, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Uh huh. And I, you know, I encourage people to go back and like find, you know, dig out that Rogue Trader that you have sitting in the back, or like a really old GW book. Yeah, it's if you're to, ever if you're ever in you know your local game stores and they have. Uh, they have bookshelves, you know, and they're selling old old used books. Or like used bookstores. Yeah. If you can find anything with the old Black Library emblem on the spine, buy it. Because chances are it's like three bucks and <laughs> it's a ton of old fluff. Yeah. And it's really cool. Old fun fluff. Yep. And it's fun to read through the black books and be like, hey, I remember that guy. <laughs> He's going to make it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we, I was actually looking through um, my Index Chaotica. Uh-huh. A couple of days ago, and one of the very first uh, images of a corn berserker is the the guy. He's standing there on like a field of skulls. He's got his chainsword in one hand, and his power fist is clenched in the other. And like he's got little flames and stuff coming out of his eyes. Uh, there's a quote underneath it, and it's attributed to Cargos Bloodspitter. Nice. Which anyone who's read Betrayer knows is just some dude running around in the World Eaters Legion, an apothecary, right? Uh, yes. Or he's the destroyer. No, Skane is the destroyer. So yeah, Cargos is a, is an apothecary. Uh, he actually predates Karn. Go figure. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, uh, listeners, uh, one of the ex- exciting updates, additions to our new podcast is uh, that we now have a voicemail box. So if you are interested, one nine two nine Heresy one, and you'll be sent to our voicemail. And you can leave a question, give out a shout out, and uh, more likely than not, we will play it on the air. And uh, we actually have a voicemail right here. I, I don't know who this is from, but let me check this out real quick. Hey, it's me, Laz Rifle Gary. Ah, Jesus oh, Christ. This guy again. Hey, I'm just calling to let you know that my legs are doing fine. Ah, damn it. They were able to medically reattach them with some band-aids. And band-aids. Guys. Uh... So I might be back on the show later. Oh, no. Wanted to make sure you're is there like a... Okay. Is there someone we can send right after him? The 173rd Expeditionary Force Station here. Cothonian Headhunters. All right, bye. I hate that guy. And it uh, looks like we got another one here. Hi. Uh, hey, uh, Rogaldorn's way better than Perturabo. Yeah, goodbye. I don't know who that was. But, That's uh, all right. hurtful and also not true. <laughs> Yeah, but, if Rogel Dorn was good at his job, Perturabo would have died at fall. Yep. <laughs> or the Iron Cage. Or Terra. Yeah. He had three chances. 
to go one on one. I mean, really, only two chances. Iron Cage. <laughs> yeah, really not a. But yeah, folks, the whole point was that he wouldn't fight Dorn. <laughs> but yeah, uh, one nine two nine Heresy one, and you'll be on our voicemail. So definitely check that out, and we will love to hear from you guys. We seem so professional now. We do. Yeah, it's pretty fun, and uh, big shout out to our patrons who help make this stuff possible. We have the Gardener of Tree of Woe. Thank you for your top-tier patronage. Uh, Joe from Music City Heresy, thank you very much. Alex Self and Chris Mack, thank you all for your top-tier patronage. And be sure to go on to patreon.com slash rr30kpodcast if you would be interested in also uh, donating and becoming a patron. We uh, definitely appreciate it and allows us to continue doing fun stuff like this. Indeed. Yeah. But I don't think we're done for today. We're going to keep on going to this podcast. It's true. I, uh, I got this done, you know, midway through, so I don't forget at the last minute like I did last time. That's good. Well, I mean, the nice thing about editing a podcast is that you can record yourself doing it after the fact. Oh, it's true. But uh, I'm also lazy, so I like to get it all <laughs> done in one go. You Who probably should say that? that right after asking people to do Patreon, though. Yeah. Yep. He's hardworking. We swear. It's so. true. It's true. <laughs> he will be flogged, and if he... Fails us again, he will be flogged harder. Yeah, one hour of podcast is not one hour of work. It's it's significantly much more than that. So, uh, except for Stephen and I, who it just is an hour of work. <laughs> not even work. Not even work. Yeah. <laughs> sit down, talk. Yep. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here slipping, sipping a Slurpee and living the good life. It's good times. It's true. Although going on top of uh, Austin's endorsement of old school fluff, one of the other cool things about the old books that you can find is that there really is a whole lot more grimdark in it. Like, if you're about yep. Warhammer's just gritty, nobody has a good time thing, the old old stories are real real good for that. Uh, I'm going through a collection called Planet Kill, and it's just all, like, apocalypse-style, or at least I thought it was going to be apocalypse-style uh, short stories, because the cover is, I think directly taken from the Apocalypse rulebook cover. Yeah, that first mm-hmm. Apocalypse rulebook cover. Yep. Yeah. Orcs, Bane Blades, Titans, the whole, the works. Um, and true to form, a whole bunch of planets get reduced to lifeless husks, but um, not a lot of Apocalypse battles yet. Mm. But I did like one, uh, if you can find it in any other collection, it's called Phobos Worked in Adamant. And the whole premise is this Magos knows that the planet killer is coming to to blow up his planet. Mm-hmm. And he's convinced the ruling major synod that he can build a shield to protect the planet from, uh, from, from Abaddon. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets it built. And a lot of people are like, Hmm, that looks like some tech heresy. And he's like, no, 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 it's perfectly fine. I promise. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't work when he Uh-oh. tries to turn it on. Like nothing happens. Ooh. Oh, and no. there's a brief altercation and somebody dies, like gets impaled on the machine's, like bits ah. and the power level spikes up like a fraction of a percent. Oh no. And the Magos is like, Oh, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> That's Damn what it. was missing. Some, some, some Sacrifice. portion of life energy gets is what this machine needs. So he starts just pulling as many people as he can. First he pulls like rioters that get condemned to, to servitor. And he's like, no, 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 no. Stick him in the machine. And oh. it just, that's it, so fucking brutal. He gets he gets more and more as the as his results pick up. The uh, synod gives him more and more authority uh-huh. over the planet. And uh, <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you what happens at the end, but 
There's a bunch of dead people. Yeah, I, I could guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow. That's the good old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. So what else we got going on here? I'm pulling rats off of bases and giving them to Austin. Well, the bases anyway. But the rats are mine. Moon mice. It's happening. It's going to be good. Going to be good. And I think, uh, was it Puppets War? Puppets War that had the, the new heads out? Oh, yeah, those nightmare heads. Yeah, those yeah. nightmare heads. Yeah, yeah. They look real good for some uh, either tainted flesh, if you mm-hmm. want sort of a lizardy. They're not scaly, but they yeah, kind of have that. They look like one of the monsters from Doom. They look like the uh, yeah, yeah, like the kind of foot soldier guys in Doom. Yeah, like Smooth if you want head some with the sharp teeth, lizardy, radiated mutant vibe for your abhuman helots, uh, or if you want to use a militia army to theme a uh, you know pre-compliant Xeno species, that'd be really cool. Is there such a thing as a compliant Xeno species? There are millions of them. It's called extinction. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. You, you can't be uncompliant <laughs> if you're dead. That's true. Can't break the rules if you're dead. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> those fucking uh, giant lizards, the 63rd expedition, destroyed. Kayla kids, their planet, compliant. That's true. There <laughs> Population are no, of Kayla kids, zero. There are no <laughs> deviant Xenos on that planet anymore. Yeah. Uh, I wish we'd... I mean, it, it's late in the heresy now, so we're not gonna. But I, I wish they'd touched a little more on the the alien species that were thrown out and overrun, mm-hmm. uh, especially at the early heresy. Like yeah. they talk about, like there are planets in the solar system that are run by aliens. Like, who the hell were those guys? Like they don't seem like they're not orcs. They're, they're dead not, now. That's what they are. Yeah, but I want to know who they were. Like, it's not that's important. not important. <laughs> were they dicking around on Terra during the Age of Darkness? You know, like Mars was sending expeditions to Terra for stuff. Like, is there crazy old Xeno shit on Terra? It's amazing how many things in the during the Age of Darkness could survive ridiculous amounts of radiation. I mean, it was the Age of Darkness. That was like a standard requirement. <laughs> Must be at least this radio sensitive to survive. <laughs> yeah. Or like, just lots and lots of lead plating. Yeah. Just buckets of rat away. <laughs> Hot key that. Radiation not too good, not too bad. <laughs> I still haven't seen that show. Damn God it. damn it. I, I need saw, to work. I yeah. saw the first episode of Chernobyl. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty yeah. good. So now that yeah. we've completely at random gotten onto the subject of Chernobyl. Sure. If you want inspiration for doing like any sort of like any anything to do with the heresy or uh, 40k that's a really good show to watch because there's some like the political things going on is a hundred percent like imperium of mankind Mm -hmm. like soviet russia was imperium of mankind like (laughs) 0.01 my favorite i I enjoy watching it as an industrial radiographer because (laughs) there's a there's a point where someone bursts into the control room and he's figuring out how much radiation they're taking and then he goes we're at 5 mr and the guy says, ah, that's not great, but it's not terrible. And I'm like, oh, no, that's terrible. <laughs> Y'all are dead. Mm. There's guys walking around without dosimeter. Someone's talking about there's a dosimeter, but it's like locked in a cabinet somewhere. Oh, like, you got to be kidding me. There's a nuclear power plant and none of y'all are walking around with dosimetry. Dosimeters well, are expensive. Yeah. And we'll say so. 
depending on where you're at in a nuclear power station. Like there are protected areas for radiation. And then there's like your Not general when a area. reactor explodes. Yeah. So when a reactor explodes, that's when things get, <laughs> you know, change up. Yeah. But uh, typically you're not necessarily wearing a standard. I'm not getting into this right now. <laughs> yeah. For those of for our I'm listeners. I'm not getting who, into this right now. For our listeners who don't know, personal dosimetry is the is little bits and bobs that you wear on your person to make sure that you're not getting dosed with a whole bunch of radiation. And nobody in the Chernobyl power plant has. That That's a mistake. Yeah. It just hit me how like well versed this podcast is in like. Things other nuclear than shit. Yeah, <laughs> we might not be able to release this episode. No, we'll be fine. It's we'll fine. Be fine. It's fine. Yeah, just put one long sensor beep going yeah. halfway through. <laughs> um, yeah. Although this has this has me thinking now mm-hmm. for for a topic of discussion. Uh, so we've hit Chernobyl. We've hit old fluff. What other things like when you're planning on an army, building an army, want to get into that thirty k, you know, heresy vibe. Are you like watching, listening to Filk? Yeah, I said listening to and knew the answer there. Yep. I'm halfway tempted just to start playing in the background. <laughs> we did that at Nova, didn't we? We played Signy Mallory. We did. Yeah, we did. I don't think anyone heard or listened. That's because we couldn't figure out how to set it up to the uh, main speakers. Yeah. Well, we, we finally figured it out. Yeah. We'll get it next time. Yeah, we will. Nova Open, Richmond 30K, Filk Fun Time, mm-hmm. Baby Time Frolic but Hour. It's like uh, God. What's you what's know, that movie we, with Alan Grant from Jurassic Park? Uh, Event Horizon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard that's a pretty yeah, good. Uh, if if you want, if you have ever thought in your mind, huh? I wonder what it was like when mankind discovered the warp. Oh boy, that movie is that thing. Apparently, either the writers or the producers won or like fans of 40K, and that's literally what the movie is about. It's this guy figured out how to go faster than the speed of light, but the ship came back, and uh, everyone on it, like nobody's responding. Go go figure out what's happening, guy and guy's friends. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they're not dead, but uh, they're not happy. They're not dead, but they wish they were. It's yep. real creepy. I like... Uh, what's happening? No, what it's fine. Continue on. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, background noise. Um, I like reading like actual old mythology. Yeah, somebody should do a remix of this for Latara Saren. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's surprisingly easy. I know it I is. Discovered. And somebody <laughs> needs to do it. But I like to read old mythology, uh, particularly when I'm doing word bearer stuff. Uh, I look like I like looking at uh, old military history. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Night Lord's army is named after, and no one would ever know this except now, uh, is named after a famous World War II penal battalion because they're all red-handed. So, I'm not going to say which one because there's a lot of them. Maybe it'll make someone go read about penal battalions and they'll learn Russian something cool. Russian one or German one? 
the Russian one simply on the principle that it seemed like naming a regiment after it seemed like naming a regiment in a game after Nazis was kind of in poor taste. That's fair. Except for that one poor Korean bastard and his buddy. Yeah. For reference, though, that's the 666th Battalion of the Wehrmacht is a penal battalion. I'm not sure if the number was chosen on purpose or if it was... They were all occultists. It was chosen on purpose. <laughs> that's yeah. true. <laughs> all occultists. Yeah, you're gonna have to turn that off because I'm just gonna stop talking. Yeah, it's not turn into like an hour of filk. It's just silence. Yeah, it's the Richmond 30K filk power hour (laughs) with your DJ power fist. (laughs) Leslie Fish, don't sue us. We love your music. We love you. Yes. And if we knew how to contact you, we would. We would. Yeah. She's off the road. But we don't. So uh, (laughs) you have our number. It's true. (laughs) Please leave a voicemail. Even if it's just stop, you fucking morons. Man, there was something else vaguely heresy related. I know you listen to uh, old Irish folk music when you get ready to play Militia. I do. I, mm. I do have a standard Militia. Rising of the Moon is one of your songs. Rising of the I Moon. I know this for a fact. I, and I know it because the line is death to every foe and traitor. Forward strike the marching tune. And it is. And it's a fantastic song. That is pretty bad. About people that also were horrifically massacred. <laughs> But they died for what they believed in. Yep. Fighting for them hearths and altars. Yep. It's not working out for you. I like that. I like um, The Last Stand by Sabaton. That's also a solidly like mortals in a space marine world. Yep. I will not be playing that on this podcast. (laughs) No, probably not. We probably will get sued. Uh, (laughs) It's fine. We're not going to get sued for playing Filk. It's probably public domain by now. No, no, I'm talking about Sabaton. Yeah, Sabaton, though. That's they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. They're doing things. Yeah, they're not going to sue us. They'll just come huge like, shoot us <laughs> with their tank. With their tank, fully operational tank, <laughs> coming up the stairs into the apartment. Don't know how they got it across the ocean, but here they are. <laughs> Boat, probably. Yeah, same yeah. way they get most tanks across the ocean. True. They don't bring the tank over to America. Probably because it's fucking expensive. Probably. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of like we 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 have now. It's the Richmond 30K Variety Hour. This is this is what happens when we don't have a script. Yeah, and this or is a lot of fun. Not though. a script. Um, a plan, show notes. A yeah, show notes. That's show the, notes. That's the important yeah. word for it. None yeah. of this has been scripted. Everything you heard is completely off the cuff. We apologize for any of you that couldn't figure that out already. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I imagine Steve has just got like, this uh, piles against tanks in public. Actually, there are not. Oh, well, you, that's good. You are allowed to own a tank in the United States as long as it doesn't have uh, working main and uh, the coaxial has to be, you know, semi-auto. Or Only semi-auto. Yeah. <laughs> fully automatic, unless you've grandfathered it in, but I don't think there are any privately owned tanks that like... But you can still just drive the crushing weight of a tank around willy-nilly. You can buy one. You can buy a T-32 for like 
some dumb amount of money, like 40 grand, like not a whole lot. Which incidentally is probably around its cost when it first came off the line. So <laughs> this would be a great uh, opportunity to also mention again, uh, please, if you're interested, uh, support our Patreon. <laughs> and we may be just bringing a tank. We will bring a T-34 to Nova. <laughs> right in in style. With God as our witness. Yeah, I'm sure driving up 95 in a tank. Well, it happened in Richmond yeah. <laughs> about a year ago. That, that, was, an about a year. that was an APC, not the same thing. It's true. However, tracked vehicles can go on the freeway. That's what it was built for. It's true. And let's not forget Killdozer. Yeah. Never forget. Blessed Killdozer. 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 The guy, the, uh, the small business owner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, who just welded like... <laughs> straight up. God. Yeah, he welded yeah. himself inside of a bulldozer, yeah, bulletproof coming, armor and coming everything. Coming straight out of Rocco. And just wrecked the fucking town. He did. No, he didn't wreck the town. He wrecked the... The mayor's uh, house or something? It was, he wrecked the, the business that they were building. That was blocking his... That was blocking uh, his yeah, business or yeah. his house or something. But see, I also thought he went on... There some so politicians he places. did because yeah. I feel like he like ran into like a bank or something. Didn't and like a politician's house. Like yeah, the, the yeah. county mayor or whatever. Like not an important politician. But. Yeah, no planetary governor. Yeah, wouldn't have made it past the gate. <laughs> Our bikes would have melted the bomb to that sucker. You know, <laughs> straight back where he came from. I want to apologize to our listeners. We broke our one rule that when we BS, we just BS about heresy. But uh, we're having fun. It's true. But we're going to continue doing this right now. because I recognize whatever. my failure and we'll be sure to correct it. Ah, so you brought it back to heresy. It's fine. There we go. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Steven's just got this pile of uh, rats off bases. And it grows. This is... <laughs> and I'm this just collecting, yeah. collecting bases. It's fantastic. <laughs> yep. Steven pops the uh, Skaven off their bases and tosses them over to Austin. And Austin just picks it up and puts it in his pocket. It's almost Pavlovian at this point. Like, I'm fairly certain if I just made the motion of tossing a base towards him, he'd reach out for one. There's only one way to find out, but we'll test that theory <laughs> later. So, also, what are you doing with your bases? Uh, so, going immediately back off 30K. But wargaming, um, it's fine. 8th edition fantasy. Uh, Dave is... Square base? Is oh, 8th edition all, fantasy. Yeah, 8th edition it. fantasy, yeah. Okay. Dave's got some armies. We're playing some games. Uh, got my dogs at war. I bought Lanchnecks from Warlord Games at our spruce sale. Okay. Um, and to bring it back to Heresy, I really like Warlord Games minis. For uh, what the? That is an old metal rat ogre. It's missing its head. Oh, it is. Yeah. Without wow. the head, it threw me off. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact: See that like gaunt that chain mail glove he's wearing. Oh, I know what it the, is. With the spike, that's a cestus. Yep. Huh. What the ram is named after? Caestus. Caestus. Yeah, I guess because it's Latin or Greek or whatever the hell it is. High Gothic. Um, but anyway, back back to Warlord stuff. I like them for Imperial Militia as well. Because um, they're a little... They're like true scale 28. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of weedy looking yeah, compared a little bit. to like a Cadian or a Catechan. Yeah, not that heroic 28. Yeah, but they're the perfect like height next to a Space Marine. So I, I really do enjoy them. and have a whole pile of them that I'm still collecting lasgun tips for. If you were listening to us last year, when I began the great quest for lasgun tips. I have two for you. They're not here. Oh, beautiful. You, but that, I have two. That means I'm 80 short. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Better than 82 short. Indeed. Indeed. Um, but yeah, so they, they have spruce sales occasionally, which are just dumb. Like I picked up 90 models, so, something like that. 
Um, I've also, on uh, the Inc. 28 page that I'm a part of, a guy has taken their, I think he's using uh, American Airborne, World War II American Airborne infantry, to make old school rogue trader. Yeah, I mean, he's doing kind of the same thing I am, where he's just, you know, taking a normal weapon and putting a las gun tip on the end to get uh-huh. kind of that sci-fi feel. Um, but he's also like green stuff and a bunch of helmets and all that sort of stuff to make him look like those Mark one rogue trader Imperial. God bless those men. Heroes, heroes to a man. Indeed. Ooh, metal. Uh, gotten back on the, uh, building AT terrain wagon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, Working, I've got the new the new uh, Spire kit they came out with, which is amazing. It's a cool kit. It's a lot of fun. Like if you do AT, buy one because it's real cool. Do yourself a favor. Yeah, so I'm doing like a, an, what am I? The astro telepath. Yeah, doing an astropath like facility. Uh-huh. So there's a little landing pad that's big enough for an Arvis lighter. I've got my little aeronautic Imperial Arvis. Um, which is from the new Spire kit, like the big base of a Spire they have. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and then some some of the original building like connects to a larger building with a tower on top. It's got like a glass dome where you know the Astropaths would hang out, and then another Spire with more domes and glass and stuff. Uh, so it'll look real good when it's painted, hopefully, with those new contrast paints. Mm. Gonna be sexy. Have we talked about contrast paints yet? Has that happened? No, we didn't talk about them at all. No. Jesus. No, we, we've talked about some. But yeah, yeah. Did? yeah, I wasn't on the last guess. Yeah, yeah. So with the six millimeter stuff, I know you've been working with. Yeah, so I, when they were demoing it last week, or week before last, um, I just got 10 Epic Space Marines and went into the shop and just kind of coated, like not trying to paint real hard, but I just wanted to see what it would look like yeah. on tiny models. And it looked real good. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is great. That's what they look like. I know some people are a little iffy about them being used for power armor in 28, just because there's a lot of flat panels and stuff on some of the later later marks of armor. Um, But for Epic, it's amazing. So any of you AT guys that want to put tiny Space Marines on your base and are like, fuck, six millimeter Space Marine. One, that's easy to begin with. But two... Contrast paint. Now it's even easier. I would, I'll be personally. I was actually really surprised how well they turned out on six millimeter. I was like, I, "Is it just going to look like one big dark blob?" I don't know, but no. It yeah. Oh, and especially really the black. Well. The black is the black and the white both really impressed me at six mil. Because um, normally black and six mil is a color you stay away from because it's just too small a model. Like yeah, if you play like. And I've seen some pretty black Templar armies in six mil. Like, not knocking anybody that's got one of those online. But it's very difficult to do. But you really, yeah, you really can't. Like, it's it's damn hard. You got to edge highlight a six millimeter model. Painting Oops. six mil is super easy. Edge highlighting six mil, not so much. Is not a Ye mad good, fun, or easy time. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I painted the one guy in black, and then like that worked out so well that I was like, all right, well let me do his shoulder pads and do those white and see how dumb that is. Also really good. Who would have thought you could have a white, white contrast paint. <laughs> um, what a time to be alive. What a time. And now I'm like, man, I've got all these spare Epic Marines. I could, I could do a black Templar army. That's not hard. Um, 
but yeah, I'm liking it for that. And I'm, I'm going to start doing some of my terrain using the contrast paints as well. And hopefully that'll work real, real nice. I've done <laughs> totally off topic, six millimeter Napoleonics. I've done a couple of stands of those again, just kind of testing out the way the colors work. And it's real good. Um, for the Titans themselves in Titanicus, um, it's not a pot of instant win just because you have to be good enough to make sure everything flows nicely on those big flat panels. Sure. But uh, I, I think it'll be, it'll be a worthy addition to everything else that's going on. You use them yet, Steve? The uh, contrast paints? I actually took Cat um, to go paint some models with the contrast paints. Uh, she painted some of my uh, metal demonettes, which was pretty cool. Uh, I was not personally all that impressed with them, but I've only really been interested them interested in them as a vehicle for painting faster and uh, painting with them doesn't really at least not for my word bearers. Uh, it doesn't make the process go any faster. Uh, the flesh terror red, which is the closest red to my word bearers is um, it's not it doesn't look enough like congealed blood that kind of word bearery. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought, well, I could wash it down with black, but then that doesn't really save me any steps since I wash my red with black anyway. So, Although you know who it's really going to help? Friggin' Imperial Fist players. Mm, indeed. My God. My, my test Primaris, I did about like a quarter of him just fiddling around in that canary yellow. Yand in yellow, I think is the color. What's the color? Yandin yellow, and they have another one too. I can't remember. I think Yandin is like the obnoxiously bright one. Uh-huh. Um, damn. Yeah. Like, it, anybody, like, I've painted yellow armies before. It sucked. Like, I've seen Jared's yellow. It's amazing, and it's like a 12-step process. This is one. I've painted his yellow. It is indeed a 12-step process. Yeah, like, this is one step, and it's real hard to screw it up once you've had, like, 30 seconds practice. Yeah, playing with some of the contrast paints, um, the pigment, the pigmentation is so strong that once you, like, rinse your brush out, it turns whatever water you have basically into Kool-Aid. It's pretty, <laughs> in a, pretty fun to look at. But yeah, I haven't gone fully into it. I want to try painting my Titanicus stuff with it just to see how it goes. Um, there's some certain big flat panels, and I'm not the best at highlighting around edging and things like that. I'm, I know with the contrast, you also got to be careful about overpainting some things. Like you really got to be accurate with your painting yeah yeah i mean the they sell along with the the like spray paints to prime them with um they sell those like the pots you can paint it on yeah and that actually works really well um i've gone back and like you know touched up some areas before applying the next coat of contrast and it it's a solid it's a solid coat that it puts down but uh yeah the big flat panels although having seen like some of those greens um and again, listeners, I apologize. I forget what green it is. But my Titanicus um, is silver. And then I apply three different green washes to it to get a really beautiful, like, emerald sort of color. And that's what the main armor panels are. And this stuff can do that in one coat. And it, it's like the exact same color. And I'm astounded and a little hurt because it took me a long time to perfect the exact, like, you know, the heaviness of the wash and what order to do the colors in and, uh, and uh, oh yeah, buy that paint, slap it on and uh, you'll be all right. Hey, remember all that, uh, those weeks and months of work and experimentation you did? 
Here it is in the yeah. bottle. This Five minutes. Uh, this twelve year old on his second model, he he can do that now. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Anything to fight the gray tide. And yeah, amen. Yes. Amen. Which thank God at least at like Nova and our thirty K events isn't really a thing. Nope. I was thinking about the other day. Thinking about that. Every time uh I can't remember the last time we played a game with unpainted models. I actually played a game with unpainted models for the first time in years. My my dogs at War Army uh, just like really wanted to see how it worked. Got you know I'd have sure. I was excited. Yeah, <laughs> um, it performed abysmally. Because it wasn't painted. It was unpainted, and right. the army it was playing was beautiful. Um, every time, it'll do it every time. But it was a little disconcerting to move around so much. Yeah, felt a little icky afterwards. Yeah, like I've never, I've never really played with all gray armies. Like I've played with unpainted models. It's like you know I got my new unit and doing it. Yeah. Um, less so now that I moved out here and mostly do thirty k and. Just have standards. Well, just the, the peer pressure gets to you in the end. Sure. Um, I still maintain that LA had a better group of painters. Uh, look, I had two art professors and a guy with multiple crystal brushes. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, like, it I'm, just sounds I'm sorry. to me like you're you're throwing down some sort of gauntlet. Oh no! Um, actually, so my my buddy Josh, who, we got Oscar and Mike Flex. No, and they're damn good. Like, they're they're on that level. But that like half the painters in LA were doing that because they're all fucking art majors right. that are moving to LA to like make something of themselves. To make anyway, art. no, my my buddy Josh and like this is something that I said right um, that Virginia was better gamers like tactically were way better, but LA had better painters and like I'd never finished a tournament under third in any tournament I went to in LA, which like here I'm kind of good but middle of the road when I do tournaments at best. Um, then my buddy Josh, I think I've been out here about a year and a half. Um, and he came out to visit and there was a 40 K tournament going on. So he was like, yeah, I'll bring my Vostroyans and like, I'll play some 40 K. I'm like, Josh, you're going to get your shit pushed in. You're going to win best painted, but you're going to get your shit pushed in. And he's like, no, I'll do okay. Like this army does okay. And I'm like, dead last, <laughs> dead last at battlegrounds. Won best painted by a <laughs> wide margin. As was foretold. <laughs> but dead last. And, uh, <laughs> it, it amused me to no end. But it, it's interesting how like you go to different places. Even like technically we're all like one big like 30K or 40K community. And just to see like what groups sort of specialize in, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Like each culture kind of has. Yeah. Like everybody's got their own thing that they're good at. Hopefully, there could be people that are just bad at everything. I haven't met them. I have. Well, we haven't found the ones that are great at everything either. So. <laughs> no. I mean, Robbie is pretty much great at everything. True, but he's not the whole He group. is but one man. <laughs> he excels at everything he touches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running out of Skaven that are on slotted bases. <laughs> yep. Nah. Let's tell you. Can't win everything. Yep. Or even half the things, really. <laughs> but I discovered that the Plague Wind Mortar is not in Age of Sigmar. I'm a little upset about that because the Plague Wind Mortar is my second favorite weapons team. It better be after the Rattling Gun. It is, of course, after the Rattling Gun. Making sure. For the Great Horned Rat gave us multitude, multitudes of gifts, but chief among them is the Rattling Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, nothing is more hilarious than rats mowing down heavily armored troops and then each other and then exploding from your lips to his furry ears. Indeed. 
And well, with that, we got any final plugs? Coming up about an hour. For plugs, I have nothing um, except Battlegrounds for anybody who's like, you know, within an hour of Richmond. It's going to start doing Titanicus Nights, I hear. Um, I think it's going to be Thursdays, so if you're, you know, three hours away, that's probably not the day for you. Unless you got Fridays off. Unless you have Fridays off. Come um, on down. But and we, we'll put and you up in his house. I mean, I got a spare bedroom. See? There you go. You heard it. But you're not allowed to be there because I don't know any of you. <laughs> Maybe after Nova. Um, and there should be some uh, Titanicus events coming up here soon before Nova. Get some practice in. Yep. Yep. Uh, Austin and I have both been planning AT events separately, of course, and then only to discover that the other one was doing something. <laughs> it's like that Spider-Man meme where you both pointed yeah. at each other. <laughs> yeah, like we, we were hanging out at Dave's and he was like, should like if we're gonna have a Titanicus event, and I was like, oh yeah, I was yeah, I was thinking about maybe doing one, you know, here in a bit. And Steve's like, oh, I've I've like been thinking about rules and all for like a Titanicus event, and like, oh yeah, I've already got all the rules written down. What do you mean you've written rules already? <laughs> what do you mean you've written rules already? Uh, shenanigans. <laughs> all right, Battlegrounds, Midlothian, Virginia. Check it out. Thursday nights, Titanicus. More details to follow. I don't think it's going to be every Thursday. I think it's going to be... Yeah, like one or two a month, but it'll be like on their calendar. They're also a place that randomly picked up a pile of uh, Black Library books from Oh, yeah, that's where I got somebody. a whole bunch of old ones. Uh, yeah, that's where I picked up Eye of Terror. Yep. Uh, but they uh, still got multiple copies of like awesome, like Double Eagle, Titanicus. Yeah, if like you want the, the old, Gaunt's the Ghost Omnibuses, and you should because they are amazing, they're there. You can get them. Multiple copies of multiple books. Do it. <laughs> and that's, that's my plug, the Gaunt's Ghost books. There you go. If you haven't read them yet, you're dead to me. And if you have read them, why don't you own a militia army? Also a good question. Do you want to live forever? <laughs> well, again, folks, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at RR30K Podcast. Uh, Shoot us some likes. Oh, oh, I forgot. We are currently having an uh, online grudge match at the moment. And um, let me see here. Currently, the vote's standing right now. As it loads up, we currently have people voting. We have uh, approximately 1,200 votes, whether you like Imperial Fists or Iron Warriors. It's a tale as old as time. Uh, currently, oh, well, this is interesting. Um, the Imperial Fists have pulled ahead. It is now 50.2% to 49.8% in I favor of the recount. Fists. I mean, if we're looking uh, uniform style, the, the Iron Warriors have none. I mean, they need none because they it's just true. get the job done. That's right. They don't need fancy accolades. But they look classy in yellow oh, and black. Yeah, here's how tight it is. It is six. 33 Imperial Fists, 629 Iron Warriors. So, um, Come on, so if you want to continue embarrassing Rogel Dorn and his boys. If you listen to this on the day it comes out on Monday, you'll have uh, an afternoon to vote if you haven't already. Yep. And then uh, next week we'll put out another grudge match. And if you have voted, create a fake, fake account, Facebook account. It's not super hard. And vote again. Because I like to see Jared suffer. I just like Imperial Fists to suffer. My enmity towards the Fists extends to all Sons of the Seventh Legion, not just Jared. 
it doesn't help that he keeps beating me. But well, you know. that is what your word bearers do: lose to the better legions. We've also reached 600 likes on Facebook, so we definitely appreciate everyone who's uh, followed us there. Um, if you want, and if you'd be so inclined, uh, leave a review. Leave a recommendation. Uh, that gets our podcast out there a little bit more. Give a little more exposure. We definitely appreciate it. Plus, the more Patreons we get, the more likely it is one of them gets a tank. That's right. Mm-hmm. The Richmond 30K tank, and not just a little plastic one. We're talking about what? Big, made of metal. Mm-hmm. Got 20, 30 tons. Main yep. gun doesn't work, tons. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to cement that shut. That's all right. But if you have a jackhammer and infinite patience, you can chisel it back out again. <laughs> and make it illegal. The feds will come for you. <laughs> Only if they find out. Only if they find out. Which if you, if, you, if you play <laughs> your cards right, you'll get to use that gun once and then no one will ever know. Thanks again, guys. Uh, have a good night. Keep those dice rolling. We'll see you later. I've lost train of thought on my uh, outro. It's okay. Space is wide and good friends are too few. Sue us! <laughs>